0: Hey ladies, just a quick note about this podcast. When I sat down to record with Tanner Cangelosi, it was so fun. She is so full of wisdom and also hilarious. And so I know you're going to love it, but just so you know, this is part two of that podcast. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one so that you have the full context of her story, where they are in life right now. And I know you're going to enjoy this. Thanks. The quarantine was a special time for your family that you'll never forget <laughs> yes.
1: and I think like quarantine definitely at one point one of J.O. one of the boys he goes I haven't seen my best friend since 1976 <laughs> and I was like I oh, don't know where like he has the best one liners but I was like that's how I feel too buddy but um quarantine I felt like you know like Rapunzel when she leaves the tower and or in the movie Tangled she leaves the tower and she's like this is day ever and then she'll go I'm a terrible human like she has these like waves of emotion uh-huh. and that's how I felt during quarantine like I felt like I would have these moments sitting on my porch watching my kids play and be like I cherish this like yes. I love that we're slowing down I love that we don't have games and practices and uh-huh. and all the things to do but then like the next moment I would be sobbing in my closet right. because I'd be like where are all my friends I haven't seen this since 1976 right. and um, and I realized even though, like I do need introverted moments, I realize mm-hmm. I love seeing people. I love mm-hmm. talking to people, mm-hmm. um, and so I realized quickly I need to do something in quarantine to like keep some structure around my brain. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's I decided to do a little paint class of scripture. Yes. And it was not like it sounded like oh that's so sweet of you, but it was more cause I knew like if I was not in God's word. And if I didn't have the accountability of like, okay, I'm going to say something about Mm -hmm. God's word. (laughs) Like, um, I needed, I needed that accountability to be in God's word. And so, and then to realize, I think at the beginning of quarantine, Rick gave a sermon and he said, we need to be reminded to look up to look Mm -hmm. to God's truth. Mm -hmm. And we need to be reminded to look out and look who is hurting, who is lonely, who is scared, who is sad and alone, Mm -hmm. who is sick. And, um, and I felt like that was a word I needed mm-hmm. through all the six months to say, okay, I, like in moments of fear of my own fear, mm-hmm. like I rem- my brother works for Walmart corporate. He's a buyer in grocery replenishment. And I would go to the grocery, you know, there'd be nothing, nothing on the shelves. And so the panic <laughs> would sit in mm-hmm. okay. and I, have I would nine
0: I, mouths. To feed. Yes.
1: And I would call my brother and I, I would say, I'm just making sure that there is food. <laughs> I know that that's a silly question, but my brain is telling me mm-hmm. there's no beans or rice on the shelves. right? And so I need to know that I can feed my children. And anyway, he assured me there was food. And so I was like, thank you for not laughing me off the phone. Uh, you can laugh when I hang up. But <laughs> Right. Well, at least but, you didn't
0: go hoarding rice and beans.
1: Yeah, there we go. Or did you? And that, well, I don't have it. <laughs> I couldn't find it. You're like, the reason. You know, I did have an insane supply of um. Arts and crafts. So I was not prepared for the food shortage, but I was prepared for anything you needed at Hobby Lobby. I had it in my closet. That's hilarious. So I was definitely not arts and crafts. Was Hobby Lobby ever closed? Yeah, I think they were closed for a while. Yeah, they were closed for a while. (laughs) You would know. (laughs) I would know. I love that place. But yes, so um, I don't know. Just through that whole season, the word that Rick gave of Mm -hmm. like looking up be reminded like mm-hmm. where does our help come from it comes from the lord our maker of heaven and earth and then looking out to see who is hurting mm-hmm. like who can i serve right now it it was a perspective change mm-hmm. in those first few weeks of like what's happening like the world is shutting oh, down yeah. like i don't know what to do with this it was the word i needed to be able to spur me on to like okay i'm gonna i want to yeah. do something that's helpful and also keeping me in God's word. Right.
0: Yeah. No, I think that word even still applies because it's like.
1: Yes. We're still we through all, Yeah.
0: We've walked through COVID to where it feels a little bit more normal now, mm. but still the world is just so tumultuous. Yes. You know, it's like such a good reminder. Yes. Don't keep your eyes on that. Don't yeah. keep your eyes on the climate of yes. politics or whatever. Yes. Looking up. Yes. Remembering that the Lord is in control of all of this and then looking out because there are people that are still. Even though we're not like like in a lockdown type of quarantine, mm. there are still people that are in yes, people who are hard hurting, situations. Yes. Yeah.
1: Hur- hurting in many different facets yeah. of life, not just health, you know, right, pandemic yeah.
0: when I was thinking about having you on, I thought about how, um, you know, you're just so good at loving people. I feel like and it always blows my mind because you have a you know, you and Corey are pastoring a church, you have six children, your life is so full, but yet We'll be on Marco Polo talking, and you're like, I'm about to take a meal to a family, and I painted you this verse. and well. I just have always been amazed at how despite—I mean, you have every excuse to not focus on other people because you have your own tribe of people, but you have always been so amazing at that, and I just wanted to ask— can you tell us how you
1: do that? <laughs> well, and I think, weren't you saying that that was in the life of Christ this week, that Devo?
0: Yes, yeah. The, well, just the idea that, um, not the idea, the truth mm-hmm. Mark Turnage taught about loving our neighbor,
1: our neighbor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that loving our neighbor is not a feeling, it is practical. It is yes. reaching out to yes. people. It's every day. Yeah. How can we love people in a practical way? And so.
1: Well, and our church is going through the life of Christ. So I encourage you, ladies, if you need a study, I would encourage you to get online, Mm -hmm. sign up for the life of Christ. It's sent to your phone every day. It's so easy Mm -hmm. to watch the videos, to read the devos, to be in God's word and be reminded of that. But Mark did talk about loving your neighbor and making it practical. And honestly, I, I, this is going to sound really selfish and prideful, Mm -hmm. but I, maybe not prideful, but selfish um, I feel like when I love somebody, it, it's, it gets like, this sounds so trite, but like it, it, it blesses me more than it blesses them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost selfish as well, mm-hmm. because I feel like the way God's wired me is when I take my eyes off of myself. Cause I can easily, and there were many times I was crying in my closet <laughs> during quarantine. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, <Me> just, too. <laughs> Yeah, needing help. I talked to my counselor in my closet. I would FaceTime her. Praise God for counseling. Praise God. Yes. Christian counseling is the bomb. Yep. And so anyway, as I was talking to her, her in my closet or crying in my closet, I was just reminded I have to get my eyes off of myself, mm-hmm. off of my little, mm-hmm. what's going on at my house. Um... And I obviously, I want to be that same hands and feet of love to my children mm-hmm. and I need to make sure to serve my husband first and my children. yeah, um, but I think when I can look outside of what's going on in my own little mm-hmm. world, it helps me to to realize this is so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Like this is so much bigger than me and my issues and my problems, mm-hmm. and then to to know, like, hey, if I can take a nurse a sonic drink or if I can, when, when you say I take meals to someone, let me preface, this is my... Uh, tip of the day that's free. Mm-hmm. Sam's Club is my favorite. It's my friend. So I love, I love to Sam's. take people the, that rotisserie chicken yeah. and the bag salad, that yeah. kale salad. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Or the meatloaf is unprecedented. I love Sam's Meatloaf. I've not had their meatloaf. Girl, I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's I'm a gift to from the to Lord. Sam's. So when I take people a meal, what it means is I go to Sam's. <laughs> I buy the meatloaf and the bag salad and maybe mm-hmm. some fruit for children and grapes. The- Yes, then I take it to their house. So I don't actually cook the meal. Um, ain't nobody got time for that. Well, actually, I would love to cook, but right. I usually end up making, I don't know. I make stuff for masses like red beans and rice, and I'm like, this is just easier. It's prepackaged. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I love being able to do things like that. But again, I think a lot of times the it, I'm motivated to serve mm-hmm. because God calls us to serve, but it blesses mm-hmm. me. More than and like I leave knowing, okay, thank you, God, that I had the opportunity. It's it's a, you know, when they say thank you so much for bringing me this meal or for bringing me this painting, um, it's like, but you don't understand, like this, right? This is what drives right. me, right? This is right. like what feeds my soul, and so, awesome. um, it definitely is selfish as well. <laughs> but um but and then the painting I love like I love to paint I've been doing that now that the kids are in school right now mm-hmm. I've been doing a little bit more painting and to me that's kind of like my knitting mm-hmm. like it's just fun it's like knitting. just mindless <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's mindless for me so it's, yeah. it's and, and then if I am doing scripture I feel like I have a very hard head so I need to like that's how I like meditate on a verse Mm -hmm. is I'm going to sit there and write it out and think about it while I'm doing it. So that's one of my favorite things. Okay.
0: So during quarantine, you did a lot of painting. I do. And now that your kids are back in school, Mm -hmm. still painting.
1: I'm still painting. I'm not doing this, the classes like I was, I've thought about continuing, but I know, I know not everybody is on, you know, on as much online, um, as they were, but, um, I thought about continuing maybe every now and then like once a week, um, doing one. But honestly, for a while there, I was like, okay, I've, I've run out of things to say. I've run (laughs) out of verses to paint. No, I mean, there's tons of verses. I need all, all the scripture in the world needs to be painted by me because I need help. I need, I need a lot of reminders that God is still faithful. Um, but I just kind of ran out, okay, like how, how can I say this and live it at the Mm -hmm, same time? Like mm -hmm. I needed some time with my family, um, we went to family camp this summer. That was a huge blessing. Oh, awesome. That was kind of out coming out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing we mm-hmm. did. And that was a blast. That's so, awesome. So
0: what, I know you've hit on so many things at this point, but like, is there anything specific that you wanted to share with the women that God has taught you over the last six ish months?
1: Well, 2020, <laughs> 2020, so many, I feel like, you know, this is like God's wine press this year mm-hmm. is just like, I feel like he is doing something. I don't feel like it's all bad. I mean, I think that um it is hard mm-hmm. and it's but it's good to do hard things. Mm-hmm. And I heard a sermon the other day, I think from a pastor at um, oh, what is the church in Alabama that we love?
0: Oh, Church of the Highlands, yes, Pastor Chris. Yes,
1: Um, it was one of his guys that gave the sermon, but he was just saying, "If we don't quit, we win." Like his whole point was, "If we don't quit, we win. We Mm -hmm. have to run this race Mm -hmm. with perseverance, even though this is hard. We have to continue." And um, in our men's, our men's New Breed Ministry does this little book uh, about discipleship, and I was reading through that the other day, and a lot of it was talking about abiding. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when I think about abiding, I think, okay you're sitting by the lake with your tea and your Bible and Mm -hmm. you're, you know, just soaking in God's word in this holy moment. And, but then I I started looking up synonyms for abide and those synonyms were endure and suffer. Mm. And I was like, Oh, that's not as pleasant. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't really like crying in my closet. (laughs) And like at one point, um, Corey's assistant, um, had some heart issues and we thought she had COVID. And this was at the very beginning Mm -hmm. when I was just fear was running rampant. And I was sobbing in my closet and I called one of our other ladies on staff. And I just said, like, I need to know it. And she was like, filled with the joy of the Lord. Like she was like, it's going to be fine. Like, and I'm sobbing. And she was like, do you need me to come over there and bring you a tissue? And I was like, I'm just wiping my face with these leggings I found on the ground (laughs) in my closet. And so Like, I feel like I've just been constantly, it's that enduring suffering, almost, it's not that pretty by the like Instagram picture. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is the nitty gritty. This is Mm -hmm. me getting mad at my kids and then having to go apologize. This is me, you know, going next door and praying over someone Mm -hmm. who is broken because their marriage is hurting. Um, This is me going to help a neighbor who, um, like a physical neighbor who is hurting and making poor choices mm-hmm. but being able to go over and say, "God is still faithful." Mm-hmm. And I was telling Rebecca, I said, in a moment when I called her crying, mm-hmm. <laughs> um Rebecca's one of our worship pastors here on staff, and I just said, Rebecca, this is so prideful, but I love speaking to a group of women at a women's conference and we're getting gifts and we're cheering and we're having worship and just having this moment. Mm -hmm. Like that is fun to me. And I was like, and it's almost, it's almost glamorous, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's like the lights and you get to get like talk in front of thousands of people. And then I told Rebecca, it is hard to go to someone's house when everything has hit the fan Mm -hmm. and reminding them that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. And he's, and I, and there was a messy situation with, with a neighbor. And as I was telling Rebecca this crying, I just said, I am reminded that I am so not holy because I want to go do the glamorous thing. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to go do the hard thing mm-hmm. with my neighbor, mm-hmm. but I have to choose to do it anyway, even moments when I don't want to do it. And so I think God has just been working on me this in the last six months teaching me humility beyond belief, mostly through my children, like (laughs) moments where I need to be reminded that he is faithful. Mm -hmm. Um, and that he is good. Even when I Mm dropped the ball Mm -hmm. and I dropped it so many times during quarantine, you can ask my kids. Um, but you have so many good stories from it. I do. Well, I do. And, um, but <laughs> did I tell or can I tell the one I told you earlier about the lake? Yes, please. Okay. Tell well, I'm sorry. Preface. This is not appropriate. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, inappropriate stories with Tanner. Welcome. And so speaking of humility, I've been having a lot of humility, you know, in my spiritual walk, but then also <laughs> personally, I took my kids to the lake. It was like end of March. It was a pretty day. And we went to a neighbor's house who um, has lake access and lets us swim off his dock. And um, I get everybody, all six, sunscreened. All six have their life jackets. You know, it's cool, but the kids are like, they've been cooped up. They're like, we don't don't care. care. So we get there, and our neighbor was very concerned about COVID. So I told the kids before we go, go potty. Like, we're not going to go potty at his house. We're going to go potty at home. Mm -hmm. And then, well, anyway soon as we get there, Jacob Owen goes, well, I got to go poop. And I was like, uh, well, thank you. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Van said, sure. Come inside. That's okay. Just wash your hands. And if you'll go with him to make sure he mm-hmm. doesn't touch everything. Right. So, okay. Yes. So I go in, he's sitting there doing his business and I am like, oh my gosh, I have to go. <laughs> and I was so kind you know, I'm like hypocrite. So I was like, okay, J.O., mom has to go after you. Can you hurry it up? <laughs> So I go, I do my business. Uh, we wash our hands. We go out, and I was thinking I could go under the cloak of night, like no one would know. Right. I'm just like and sorry, my son took so long sorry. Time. Uh, he needed a lot of help, and um. And so we go out, and Jo, who's eight, says to Doctor Van, "He goes, sorry, we took so long, Doctor Van. My mom dropped a goose egg in your toilet," <laughs> and I was like. I'm going to leave now. Oh and I did gosh. like a high pitched, like nervous laugh. And I was like, I'm going to leave. I hope you never come to church again. Never look upon my face again. I'm so sorry. So it's oh, amazing. But like moments, moments like that, but then also moments of realizing, okay, am I the same person when no one's looking mm-hmm. as I am when I get on stage mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. in front of a group of women, whatever right. it is. Um, even in social settings. So like just the humility Mm -hmm. that's come from that, um, the conviction that's come from that, the battling fear, Mm -hmm. I think as everybody has, Mm -hmm. but just the choosing, choosing to believe that God is still faithful. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, also, something Corey and I really got into over quarantine, which is funny because I did not want to watch it, but he wanted to watch The Chosen. I don't know yeah, if you've heard no, of it. I, I've heard of it. no, I okay. haven't watched it yet. Well, really want he wanted to watch The Chosen, and I was like, I don't want to watch that Bible show. I know it sounds terrible, but I just felt like it was either going to be way too heavy or cheesy, mm-hmm. like not in between. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong. It was amazing. It was amazing. It gave the disciples a backstory and it and it gave them – flesh and bones to mm-hmm. make it like, man, this is very likely this mm-hmm. could have happened. And it made just the story make sense. Cool, And um, I loved it. So anyway, I was totally wrong. He made me watch it and I fell in love with it. But so through that, I felt like I learned, I w- specifically I was struck by the woman at the well, which is the last show in the first season, mm-hmm. and it, uh, which comes from John 4. And I was struck by how Jesus was tired, but he saw her and he went intentionally. He knew he was going to meet her. And mm-hmm. then he speaks to her heart. Like he speaks to the what was happening in her heart. Mm-hmm. But it gives this woman this backstory that you never would have thought. You thought, okay, I know that story, woman at the well. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Jesus made time for her. But it gives her this backstory. And I think what it showed me, you know, you know that she's hiding in the heat of the day and, mm-hmm. um, and so, but it gives her this backstory that's like, man, yes, this is likely she could have had these arguments earlier that day. She could have felt this, this much shame. And this is what that would have looked mm-hmm. like. And because after watching that, it just made me think about right now, I feel like where whether we're, you know, running to Walmart or whether we're at our homes, like, I feel like everyone's on heightened right now, heightened stress, heightened mm-hmm. fear, yeah. um, not knowing <laughs> what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it reminded me, everyone is fighting a battle. And so I need to choose to be kind. Mm-hmm. I need to choose to mm-hmm. be kind. Um, the other day, a man came to my door and just lot, he he's in the neighborhood and he got mad um, that Corey had mowed his lot, which I thought would have been a blessing, but right. he got very angry. Uh-huh. And, um, and so he just, he just let loose. <laughs> Oh and on my front porch and I, and I just had to sit there and think like, what has happened in right, this day right. to make him so angry? Mm-hmm. And so then to say to him, you know, like, I hope you have a great day and I'm so sorry, we're going to make this right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we will not do that again. And, but just to be able to speak to him mm-hmm. in love when, when it wasn't, right. when I wasn't getting that in return. Right. And you probably didn't
0: feel like you no. even. <laughs> no, no. You're like I deserve to tell you yes, off right let now. Let me tell you, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind. Yeah, line. and so
1: it just kind of made me realize there are battles being fought that I have no idea about. There mm-hmm. are people who just received a cancer diagnosis. There's people who feel totally alone right mm-hmm. now. There's people who have wayward children, and I don't know that backstory. Mm-hmm. And so when they lose it on me, or if they're not, you know, the epitome of kindness and right. gentility, that I could still choose to love them mm-hmm. in that moment. Um, not that I always do a great job of it, but I feel like that's what I'm learning right now because I feel like it's happened multiple times Mm -hmm. in this season to see people's hearts, um, just kind of right in front of you because they lose it in front of you. And then having to say, how can I love you in this time when you're broken? Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it reminded me whenever I was growing up, my, one of my grandmas had five children One had four and the one who had four they always told the story on her and apparently my mama was being sassy to her and my mom had an imaginary friend named <laughs> bettis rug <laughs> bettis rug. yeah she wore red tennis shoes and she rode a buffalo there she, oh. had, she had quite the backstory and um and so anyway my mom was being sassy and apparently one day Masu, my grandmother mm-hmm. rolled down the window and threw bettis rug out the window <laughs> my mom was being so ugly well so my mom and she's a you know she's little right. she's like five or six right. she starts weeping so they turn the car around they had to open the door and let bettus rug back into the car <laughs> and, and masu had to apologize to bettus rug well so i always just thought that was the funniest story and i was like oh my gosh masu i cannot believe you did that to him, that poor child like i cannot right. believe you threw her imaginary print out the window right and so just totally judging her and, um, and so then fast forward being quarantined with my children for six months, um, we're driving to the pool, um, cause that was like our only mm-hmm. place we could go. So we're driving to the pool and then my son has, one of my sons has one of those pop things like you It's like a little circular rubber thing and you put them on a table and they pop up. Yes. Well, I kept, he kept popping it and I was like, please stop, please stop. Well, he kept doing it and he popped it. I was returning a cookie sheet to someone who had brought me cookies. So he popped it on the cookie sheet. So it sounded like a gunshot. (laughs) And so I grabbed it and I rolled it over and I threw it out the window. Well, this tenderhearted little boy starts crying. I'm like feeling like the worst mother ever. Uh My daughter in the back seat was like, I heard her whisper to her sister. She goes, mom just threw something out the window. She littered and we are now an accomplice to a crime. No. And yes. Yes. So I then had to apologize to the whole car mm-hmm. and say, I am really sorry that I threw J.O.'s toy out the window. <laughs> that was not OK. I, yes, I littered. And it was also not OK to throw someone's toy out the window. That is so And so, so funny. it just made me realize I was sitting here judging my grandmother when in reality I didn't know what it was like to raise four, five, right. six children. Right. And then now here I am raising my children and throwing stuff out the window. And so it just reminded me, okay, I, I'm finding a battle just like everyone else is mm-hmm. fighting a battle. Everyone has, you know, they're like, oh, how do you do it with six kids? But the truth is everyone has something that is, that is hard mm-hmm. in their lives mm-hmm. right now. And to know, okay, I need to go and I need to know that there is something going on mm-hmm. that I don't know the mm-hmm. whole story. Mm-hmm. And I need to love them. And I need to see them in Jesus's eyes. Like, what is Jesus thinking about them? What yes. is he saying about them? Yes. So
0: That's so good.
1: That's what, that's I know. a lot of what I've learned during quarantine. Well,
0: I know. And I mean, I feel like all of us have been in that, what did you call it earlier? A wine press or like, yes. it's like a pressure cooker. You know, what's on the inside will come out. And yes. so, is that what a pressure cooker yes. is? Yes. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I know. That's so good. Okay. I have one more question for you and then we'll wrap it up. But You know, I feel like, and you've said this too, I mean, obviously God is doing something in this season. He's literally shut everything down for a time and people had to slow down and evaluate their lives. And I know for Hunter and I, it's like, I mean, I could talk for a very long time about what God's done in us. And, um, you know, I hear people say, I really want things to go back to normal. I can't wait till everything's back to normal. But Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if I wanted to go back to normal. Like mm-hmm. normal was just so crazy and busy and mm-hmm. none of us knew the pace that we were keeping. And yes. so I guess I was just going to ask you, you know, obviously the, the Lord's taught you guys so much during the season. When you hear that, I want, you know, I want life to go back to normal. What do you think? Are there things that you want to return to normal? Are there things that you don't want to? Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I definitely want school. <laughs> So I need I need school. Praise Jesus for all the teachers. Oh. I realized so quickly I do not make a good teacher plus mom. Mm-hmm. I'm like I can do one or the other, mm-hmm. um, but I um, and that's my degree. Sadly, is it really? Yes. yes. I did so, not. So yeah, I realized, man, I will handle I'm not cut a, out for this. No, yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, but I I just think that in this moment. I think this is a moment that God has set up and no plan of his can be thwarted. In Colossians, you know, it says that he goes before us and he holds Mm. all things together. Mm. And so I think in that, like in that aspect, this is such, it's such an unprecedented moment, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this is the moment the church has been called up. Like this is the moment we can love well and it will be received. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like anyone is going to turn away a prayer right now. Like I feel like even offering to pray with a stranger at Walmart. Um you know from a distance. Yeah. But but eat, like for real being able to pray over people, yeah. no one has turned me away. Yeah. When in in normal situation, mm-hmm. I've gotten a no many times if, Yeah, I'm trying not to be the crazy lady, but if I see that I can tell someone has been crying or something's yeah. happened, if I can say, "Can I pray with you?" like it has been well received. Mm-hmm. And um and so I think that's something this is a time I feel like it's good to be desperate for the Lord. Mm. It's good to it's yes. a good place. You can't fall if you're on your knees. And so I feel like that's that's something I don't want to lose. Mm. <clears throat> I would love to lose face masks just because I don't like I can't keep up with all of my kids yeah. face masks. How
0: could you? I <laughs> so, can't keep up with my own. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the face mask is hard. Um I want to hug people. Yes, I am a hugger Me and too. a toucher and so I found, you know, at church I really have to like restrain yourself, restrain myself. <laughs> yes. And, um, anyway, so that's hard, but, um, I do agree that pace I was living at was not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I loved not having all the practices and all the, uh, games to go to. I loved just being home as a family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually one thing when we first we're going to have a baby our first baby we sat down with a bunch of parents that we really liked how they did things and mm-hmm. one family was the fergusons and benton yeah and we sat down with them and i'll never forget they they really encouraged us don't put your kids in all the activities like wow. maybe until like junior high and high school but don't you know don't do all the the activities mm-hmm. that you can sign up for cuz you're going to run yourself and your kids ragged and but just to have that time with them at home um, and that's I'm not so saying good. it's an A plus B equals C, but I, I watch their family now and I see their kids love to come home. They love to spend that's time so as a family. And I feel like that was taught by just being mm-hmm. home and, you know, after that's school so being home and enjoying each mm-hmm. other. So that's awesome. I think that was something I was reminded of because we had definitely, we like, you know, right. We're playing flag football right now and we love to go and watch, watch my boys play flag football. But. I don't want to get caught up in, okay, well, this person's doing this. Mm -hmm. And now that you have baseball and then you have dance and then you have basketball and you have gymnastics. And so it's just kind of allowed me to, like, figure out, okay, what is this Mm going to look like for our family? And to regroup and say, man, I like Mm -hmm. having family dinner. Like, that needs to be a priority. Well,
0: and I think parents – sign their kids up for things out of great intentions yes. but then before you know it it's like every weeknight is full and yes. and not only for parents i mean if you're in college or if you're in high school yes. you can overcommit to things yes. and i really think it was god's grace that everything mm-hmm. came to a screeching halt and we got to evaluate our lives and go wow,
1: what's important
0: what's important if i'm adding things back in what am i going to add in because yes. suddenly we've had this amazing opportunity to Stop everything. Yes. Look at it, evaluate, and then add back in. So, well, thank you, Tanner, for being with us
1: today. This has been so good. I would love it.
0: I would love it if you would pray over the women that are listening before we leave. And then
1: I would love to. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you. God, we thank you that you're our daddy. God, we thank you that you are always good, that you do, you go before us and you hold us together when we are undone. And so I pray for every woman under the sound of my voice, God, that as they are figuring out what is next, what is the next step for them, what, is, what are the things they need to add back in, what are the things they don't need to add back in, God, that you would go before them and you would make it very evident where they are to serve, where they are to be in your word, God, who they are to pour into, and then where they're to step back and take a break. And so we just thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. God, to do something hard, Mm -hmm. and we ask, God, that we will abide, that we will do it well, that we will endure and run the race well. God, we thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you that in your word you say that we should not fear, that when we pass through the waters, it will not overtake us. When we pass through the rivers, When we pass through the fire, it will not burn us. The flame will not set us ablaze, but that you are the Lord, our God, the Holy One of Israel. You have summoned each of these women by name, and they are yours. God, we thank you that your promises are true. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All
0: right, Tina. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you, ladies, for listening to another episode of The Woman Podcast. We are back Woman podcast is happening and we're going to have episodes coming up weekly. And so we will see you soon.